Hey, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Ethan. I watched the first half of Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. I watched the second half of Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. And this is, is the, the other, other half. half. Hey, Ethan. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> I've, yeah, go ahead with your thing. Yeah, well, I'm just going to talk like this. Like the most, if, if someone was British, it's as British as I was since I'm a little boy. Are, are we talking about? Are we talking about Mary Poppins? It doesn't matter. This is like Mary Poppins adjacent. Like somebody saw Mary Poppins and was like, "Let's make that movie again," but like not as good. <laughs> what is that accent? That it turned into something completely. It was definitely Cockney for a while. It was the Cockney is what I was going for, but my accents can only relate retain. Accent for about five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then it starts else. turning into something else. Usually Indian accent. Usually Indian. I was going to say it turned into an Indian Usually accent. Usually goes that way. A little bit. Uh, I wanted to bring up. Yes. You've, you've, as we were mentioning before, it's very. this movie is very similar to, to a little it, movie called Mary Poppins. It's, it's we saw for this. almost exactly. It's almost exactly. We've got kids mm-hmm. that need to be taught their because manners. They got, they got no parents? They've got parents. I don't know. I don't oh, really, Okay, I'm glad I'm you not don't a, know. I'm not 100%. I'm, I'm actually kind of sad you don't know. Now I think I'm, about it. I don't know. I'm sorry. But then they wind up having to be taught manners from a magical being lady. Okay. Uh, and then there's also another guy who is a weirdo. Yep. <laughs> and there are cartoons. And the same guy, cartoons, and the same guy who plays, uh, what's his name is in this movie? The guy from Mary Poppins, the dad of Mary Poppins, Mr. Oh, really? Banks. Oh, he's the the magician, the scammy magician. Oh yeah, he is. Same guy. He want, he's probably like, I don't want to be the bad guy anymore. Yeah. Well, what are you talking about? He wasn't the bad guy in Mr. Banks was the dad. Oh yeah, saving Mr. Banks. Okay, I thought Mr. Banks was the the guy who owned the bank <laughs> because it makes no sense, doesn't it? <laughs> that makes a bit more sense. I mean, I mean, he know. worked at a bank. It, yeah, so he, but he didn't own the bank. He, he was married to the bank. Yeah, that's his last right. Name. That's right. That's what yeah. it was. And yeah. then he eventually he had to change his last name when he was committed to his family. Yeah, uh, and they're both made by Disney. They're both Disney films. Both Disney movies. That Sherman Brothers. Uh, there were songs for both of them. That uh, this one is the one that everyone seems to have forgotten, though, which well, is a shame because although I think the music is better in Mary Poppins, I think I preferred this film. I don't. Yeah, I don't. There's some parts of this movie that I'm like, ah, eh, doesn't age well. But like, <laughs> for the most part, it's pretty enjoyable and like yeah. kind of chill. It's got its own kind of carefree style. Where oh, totally. Things just happen for no reason, and you're like, let's just experience this part with no dialogue, and have these animals do their thing right. for a long time. And you should just be amazed because you're watching animation. You're watching animation, but live action in front in front of it. Sometimes, not always. Sometimes it's just animation. And then sometimes oh. it's like, you should just sit down and watch this animation, motherfucker. <laughs> we can't just make animated movies anymore. Yeah, we're Disney. We, we're we, we, we don't have enough money anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because um, I think that's one thing I wanted to mention when we were talking about, when, while we're talking about this film, is to keep in mind Mary Poppins. That's this big, you know, like classic. They're making a sequel to it. And I don't know, like I, I I like I like this movie a lot. I, I think I like it more, like the premise at least. Like, did you watch the first half or second half? I watched of Mary the, Poppins. Oh, I watched the first half of Mary Poppins. Okay, so you watched the first half of both of these movies for both of these movies. Okay, so I guess that's the other thing is both setups. I feel this one is a bit more economical. Like we get to understand the kids a bit more. The kids' names are Carrie, Charles, and Paul. Uh, Paul's the youngest. Charles is a piece of shit, and Carrie's the girl. Um, uh, wait, who's the who's the piece of shit? The oldest, Charlie, the youngest. the youngest. The youngest is not the piece of shit. The youngest the is just one. like a weirdo. Yeah, the oldest one is. Yeah, he's annoying. The yeah, the older boy. I will say, but they've got character. Like that's what I've got to say. They? At least in my I ha- just described them. You did their name. Yeah, yeah, okay. You, one of them just named a piece of shit. And the but oldest, that's a character. And the Can you describe the what is it, Michael and whatever? You know, I don't even remember if there were kids in Mary Poppins. <laughs> So no, that's the problem. No, you're totally right. But here's the thing about these kids: yeah. is at least in my half, they don't do anything. But I guess maybe that's set up more in your half. Yeah, they they have character in the first half of the film, which is really nice. And then also like um, Angela Lansbury's character, Angela Lansbury plays the witch in this film. Her Mrs. name is Mrs. Price. Price, Miss Price, Miss Price. She's not married. Oh, Ms. excuse Price. me. I apologize. I said Mrs. Price. I don't I know. I thought if you they did. said Mrs. Price all the time, but maybe they just. I'm say pretty that. sure it's Miss Price. Mm-hmm. Uh, she uh, has character too. Like Mary Poppins is just like a 
like a happy lady who also has magical powers. Like Miss Price is kind of like bumbling, but you know she cares about people. Like she's a good person. Like there's something to her. There's something she seems to like these a, characters. A actual like real character who's yeah. trying to do stuff and has li- like goals and stuff. Not this mystical being that Mary Poppins that just shows up and does things. Yeah, yeah. like. I don't know. Like, like I watch Mary this... Poppins doesn't end the movie and learn anything. Mm-mm. She's just there and leaves. It's like my shit's done. But she doesn't. Other than the fact that she wants these kids to learn lessons, but the lessons are kind of like bullshit. Other <laughs> than that, like there's like no drive for her character. No, you're totally right. You know what the drive for Angela Lansbury is to fucking crush the Nazis. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. Is that not what they're supposed? What she's doing? I thought she was just trying to be a better witch. She is trying to be a better witch. I, I, I didn't know I, why though. Oh. Okay, so maybe we should. T- I should talk a little bit about the beginning. You should of this talk film. about this movie because it is interesting. It is very interesting. So the movie opens with like medieval illustrations. Who? Uh, Foreshadowing. And- oh yeah, that's what I figured. Uh, and th- it's funny because they go from like old timey medieval stuff, medieval witches, medieval knights, to Nazis overrunning Britain. Same shit. Same shit, bro. They're both monsters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they both wear silver steel. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're tanks when they're riding tanks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Uh, so we've got Angela Lansbury's in the movie. Yeah. Who's just amazing. Yeah, like, she's great. I love Angela Woo. Lansbury. Like, I'm so glad she's still alive. At I the know. Time I, of this I, I looked her up just to look and I was like, hmm, what, how's it, how old is she? Well, she's getting up to be about 90 or 80. She's like getting eight, up there. 80s. But God, she's amazing. She's, yeah. she's And she's always been really good. Uh, Roddy, Roddy McDowell's in the film as a priest. He's barely in the film, apparently, but he got like top billing. Oh, really? Yeah. He was the he was the guy in, he, um, he's been in, I think, another movie. I'm you glad watched. you brought him up. Oh, why? Because he was in my mo- half of the movie. Yes. For like literally one second. Didn't Same. say a single word and left. Same. He she said two words in my half of the movie. Oh, and that's, that's two it. more than mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the I I just going through the credits a little bit. The animation director was Ward Kimball. He's an amazing Disney animator. He animated uh, Jiminy Cricket. Uh, I, I like that because you're on the show. Mm-hmm. And your history with animation. You yes. bring up who an animation director is. Cause I don't think there's any other. <laughs> show in the world podcast out there that's not just that's not like an actual animation podcast podcast. specifically yeah no i was reading the opening i'm like ward kimball you got milt call milt calls like one of the greatest animators ever as far as like the construction of characters uh and then the sherman brothers of course wrote the music for this film like they did for most disney movies at the time and uh so the movie starts in 1940 england oh uh don't know what was going on in the 1940s uh, at that time, but I'm sure something was happening in the world. Oh yeah, Nazis! Good old Nazis. The Nazis. It's a good thing we don't have to deal with those people anymore. So um, we have uh, the Nazis are going to overtake and invade Britain. So we see that like people are painting over street signs in order to confuse the invading Nazis. And uh. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cute. And we're introduced to three kids. These kids are in an evacuate evacuation center to protect themselves from bombs, a la the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Ah, yes. Uh, then Ms. Price shows up. She's riding a silly motorcycle. And I just wrote down, she is definitely a witch. I just tell immediately. You just tell immediately. She well, she goes into like the post office and she gra- she like gets this package that's really long. And I'm like, that is totally a broomstick. And of course, it is a broomstick. It's um, not a real doll. It's not a real. How great would that have been? That would be pretty great. Ms. Price and the real girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have to bring these kids up. I don't want to bring the kids home. I've got a very personal things to deal with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she has um, a weird mustache. <laughs> she's a little heavy set, but yeah. in a cute way. Yeah, she's um, kind of like I'm kind of attracted to her anyway. Anyone who hasn't seen Lars and Lar- the Real Girl, definitely check it out. It's it's, it's, a, it's it's an interesting movie. It's a gem. Yeah. Uh, so she is told that she must bring the children to her house, and she's like, I don't. Really get on with children and they're like too bad you have to bring her you have to bring the kids because it's law and by the law like, they have to like house kids then, yeah I guess, pretty much that's just how britain is okay i wasn't aware time. of this i mean i, I was mean, kind of aware of this mostly because i've seen lion the witch in the wardrobe but uh yeah i guess that was the thing in britain huh, and, and, interesting see i didn't learn any of this from uh from Darkest Hour or any of that stuff. No, so. because they didn't care. That's that small time civvy stuff they have to worry about. That must have been what it was. But you know, there's probably people still alive watching when this movie came out who are watching it was like, oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah, totally. They yeah. could probably relate to these kids. I couldn't. So, uh, <laughs> they also have really thick Cockney accents. Holy shit. <laughs> these kids have the thickest accents I've ever seen. Like, I had to put the captions on. They're, like, they're like, oh, you think Dick Van Dyke did a shitty accent? Why don't you have these kids with just... 
Do they the do shitty legit. accents or are they just that's, doing good Cockney that's the thing, accents? Is they're just like, we're going to put some real legit Cockney accent motherfuckers in here. We're going to get them straight from Cockney land. I don't know where the Cockney accent comes from. <laughs> but I just assume it's from a place called Cockney inside of Britain. Britain? Yeah, there's just a place called Cockney. Yeah, it's got to be someone like that. And they're just like, we're going to get these. These kids are freaking under... Un- <laughs> Like you can't understand them. They're just they're just ridiculous. They just say the most ridiculous things. Yeah. And every time I, I almost want to like get a recording of all of them talking because it's just like, oh my god. It's very goofy. It's ridiculous. But not like not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. It's kind of charming in some ways. Right. But right, it's right. just so it's so stark compared to everyone else in this film. Yeah, especially Angela Lansbury. Like yeah. she's you know she's amazing. Your vocal talent is fantastic. And then you have the can you talk like this, <laughs> please. Pull the other one. Like I wish like a forty game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ms. Price needs to bring them back to her house. We're introduced to her cat called Cosmic Creepers. Cosmic Creepers. And I'm like, why not just call the cat they- Cosmic or Creepers? And she says that she didn't give the cat the name. The cat came with the name. Ah, yeah, so it's like one of those, uh, the cat doesn't belong to me sort of thing. Kind of situation, yeah. you know, those kind of weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched this movie, and I'm like, I bet there's a lot of, like, basic white girls out there watching this film going, like, I can relate to I this prize. I don't think basic white girls ever heard of this movie, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> That's a good point. No offense to basic white girls A lot of there, basic goth girls. I don't think most people, mm, yeah, mm, I'd say goth girls have definitely. Yeah, you're right. They're probably like, fuck, dude, I've exhausted all Sabrina Teenage Witch. I need some like. I've good- seen Sabrina. I've seen Nightmare Before Christmas eight billion times. I got to find Hocus something Pocus else. is my life. I need to get that good <laughs> shit. Give me that good Disney shit. Sort of right in my veins. <laughs> I get those, uh, <laughs> those, uh, the, that broomstick in my bed knob. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just got all these images of sexual assaulting these broomsticks. <laughs> well, actually. So that does come up later. No, it doesn't. It does. Not in that same way. It, you think that. Okay. Oh. We're going to get to it. So she gets a broomstick. It's her first broomstick ever. She gets it in the mail. Is it a Nimbus 2000? Well, that's what it is. She, yeah, basically it is, right? And so she says that she is an apprentice witch. She's not an experienced witch yet. She needs to learn how to fly. Who's her master? Her master? I'm sorry I'm asking all these questions. No, no. That's perfectly understandable. Her master is a fraud. It's oh, the guy no. later. The what's his name? I Mr. For a Brown. Said frog. It's a frog. I mean, it would be, wouldn't it? Uh, what the fuck is his name? Mr. Brown. Brown. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Brown. Brown. Yeah, Mr. Brown. Uh, he's that fraud uh, magician. Uh, but she still gets the stuff in the mail. She gets the 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 wit the, the 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 broomstick, and she opens up a little book, and the book says, "No, never astride the broom." Yes, of course. Technically, a witch is always a lady, except when circumstances dictate otherwise. Take an easy, graceful, sideways position. Of course, that's much better. An easy, graceful, sideways position. There we are. How's that? So she must sit sideways, like side saddle, on the broom in order to ride it. Now, this is an interesting thing, because... The whole history of witches, right? Witches yeah. came from like the olden days when people were like, women are act, women be crazy, bitches be crazy. <laughs> they must be uh, manipulated by they the mu- devil. Yeah, exactly. You, that's basically what there's it no was. other explanation for it. So the idea of women riding broomsticks and putting them at- between their legs was like a thing of like women are rubbing their vaginas up against broomsticks. Uh. That's why, like, especially if you see like old drawings of witches. It's basically the idea of like men looking at the sexuality of women and seeing it as evil and tempt like temptation. Interesting. Okay. Full of that stuff. Oh, I got it. So this movie, at this point, feels like it's sidestepping that and having her as a lady ride the broom side saddle, so we don't have any footage of her straddling her, the broom. Yeah. But and I was I wrote that down. I'm like, this is this is ridiculous. They, yeah. they can't be doing this. They can't be rewriting the history of witches. They don't because she can't figure out how to write it side saddle, and so she must write it astride. Oh, really? She must do it. And I'm like, that's cool. And then later on, realizing that that was written by a fraud magician man, uh. giving a witch the way that she needs to act can't be doing that, man. That's not right. So I'm like, okay. Oh, so Mr. Brown wrote that? Mr. Brown wrote that. This is all Mr. Brown's doing. Interesting. But here's the thing we learn later. The reason that uh, the spells are working, because she is a witch. She can't actually oh, okay. conjure things. The reason the spells are working is because he learned all of these spells from an old ancient book that they're going to be looking at. Ah. They're going to be looking for later in the film. Does it look like a magazine? 
Uh, no. no, you're thinking about a kid's book. Okay, my bad. <laughs> it's all right, but we're going to get to that. So she doesn't really know how to fly, uh, but eventually she does. And she's flying around. And uh, if you ever watch the movie, the, the theme sounds a lot like It's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, which is another song written by the Sherman Brothers. And yeah. It really took me out of it. And the kids sneak out. They're trying to sneak away and run away from Ms. Price. But then they see her flying around on the broomstick. And Charles is like, I'm going to use this information against her because witches, obviously, don't want other people knowing that they're witches. Right? Yeah. So we are going to threaten her and basically say, we're going to tell everyone you're a witch <gasps> unless you do what we say. And witches be crazy. Witches be crazy. So uh, Charles does this. He's basically like, look, Ms. Price, we're going to eat... We're going to eat fried food and we're going to have uh, that was the thing. Miss Price doesn't like fried food, probably because it's bad for you. Uh, and the kids are like, we're going to eat fried food. This is mostly Charles, though. We're going to eat fried food. We're going to have uh, 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 candy and we're not going to clean the house or ourselves. And <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. And Ms. Price turns him into a rabbit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Instantly. And he, he just goes and eats fried carrots. Fried carrots. Uh, then he turns back into normal and they realize just how powerful she is. But they realize that she isn't wicked. She is just a powerful witch who doesn't want any trouble. She just wants to like learn how to be a witch. Yeah. And then she also mentions that she must learn witchcraft for a very important purpose. And it's the, at this point, I'm like, oh, she's going to learn witchcraft in order to face off against the Nazis that are invading. Uh -huh. She's going to use her witchcraft against the Nazis. Yeah. Is that a thing? I mean, it's implied that, okay. I guess. Okay. I just didn't know because I watched the second you half watched the movie. Second half. So, um... They are like, okay, so we're going to seal like a deal. We're going to have a pact. Like, seal a deal. Kids will not say anything about her being a witch, but she will be like a nice witch and everything will be cool and hunky-dory. In order to seal this pact, Charles says, why don't you give us something of value to be like, you know, like, and it really doesn't make a lot of sense, but it makes sense to the plot. So she takes a, uh, Paul, the little kid, has stolen a bed knob from her. Okay. You know what a bed knob is, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's on like when you got the old beds, they got those like uh, not our cool new mattresses. Not those cool just, uh, Casper mattresses, Zenny yeah, mattresses. That none just, of that shit. None of that stuff where you got the slats. So you don't have any like protection at the back or the front. At the foot of the bed, they right. would have like these um, metal, I don't know, I guess like metal, round metal bars yeah. with like bed knobs on the end. I mean, the I, everyone's seen them on old beds, but I feel like no one does those mm. anymore in beds because... You don't really fall off the front or end of a bed. <laughs> you fall off the side. Yeah, how were people sleeping back then that they needed protection from the front and back of the bed? I think it was so that the mm, it was so that you can have a Willy Wonka situation. So you could read up so you can have both sides of the bed. You can have like four people in one bed. And you oh, them, you can have I see. each each other's oh, feet. Oh, that makes sense. I don't think But then so. you have a headboard on either side of the bed. Exactly. And so you could still read. So if you like staying up late at night and reading and then, you know, old listeners, why don't you email us and tell us all about <laughs> why that? Why do they have these? What and is that why all about? Do we all collective aside we don't need them so that's what a bed knob is for some reason paul has stolen one gives it to um uh, uh ms price and she imbues it with like magical powers where you can put it on the end of a bed like screw like it back onto the goes. set where a bed knob goes and if you screw it just right like turn it just the right way it'll magically teleport you to wherever you want but it can only work for paul it can't work for anybody else oh well that's kind of a shame yeah so they all have to stick around with paul. why is it the thing about magic yes and there's any, always rules and it, yeah for no reason <laughs> like, well no there is a reason like oh yeah. i figured it was gonna come into play later in the plot fuck no no i was like Barely. at some point well if it's like at some point they're gonna give the knob to somebody else no. like a villain and the villain's gonna be like why isn't it working no like, oh okay. that doesn't happen all right it's the thing i just all movie all media harry potter it's like why that happen? well magic can do anything but then it's like oh but this magic you can't these, do that got all these asterisks on here we can't can't, can't do, that. do that. Can't do this. Can't do this. You know, hey, you know, you, you can only do it in the presence with the toad, like mm. when he's looking at you and making Percy <laughs> kissy lips at a certain time. Then you can do magic. But hey, magic can do anything. <laughs> well, magic is magic, but it isn't magic. But it isn't magic. It but isn't, but you know. we can't write a plot around magic unless it has uh, uh, limits on it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, she's like, look, I need your guys' help. So I've given you this magical transporting bed knob. I need you to help me out and transport me to my teacher uh, so that he can teach me my last spell so that I can become a real witch. What's the last spell? She doesn't say. Oh. She's not. A, we're not aware yet. So she says, I was expecting a very important spell in the mail from my teacher, Professor Amelius Brown, and it hasn't come. What's that got to do with my knob? <laughs> Paul's dumb. <laughs> 
Paul's well, like really dumb. The reason I, I say this He's is endearing, but dumb. It's endearing. The word knob means penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't so even think about it. I did said, what does this have to do with my knob? <laughs> okay, in that context this is way funnier. <laughs> it's pretty damn funny. So everyone wants to leave except for Charlie. Charlie's like, I don't believe you. I don't believe this this bed is gonna go anywhere. And I'm like, dude, you got turned into a fucking rabbit. Like you have <laughs> I no know. reason I to feel, die. Anyway. I always feel that way about like any movies with a skeptic. And then yeah. like some crazy shit happens in front of them and they're just like, nah, that shit ain't like I experienced this firsthand. I'm not gonna believe it. I don't it. believe That's in like any of that. Any, any it's like a classic trope in anything. <sighs> yeah, they have this whole song where uh she accuses him of being in the not believing age. Oh, where wow. at the age of not believing anymore. So then they put the bed knob on and she says The behavior of the bed is something I'm not quite sure of. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. That's as good as the knob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty cute. So then they all jump on the bed, and at the last second, Charlie even gets on it, and then they transport 2001 to Space Odyssey style, uh, and they land in London, and they find Professor Brown, but he's a fake, a fraud. <gasps> he's just a shitty magician. Hmm. And I wrote down, he's the guy that plays Mr. Banks. So Price is upset by all this, turns Brown into a rabbit, and he's like, "Holy shit, you're a real witch! I don't actually, I didn't realize any of this was actually real." And she's like, "You need to tell me how all this is working." And he reveals that he got the wor- words from an old magic book. So they fly to Mr. Brown's house, Professor Brown's house, uh-huh. and his house is an abandoned mansion. Oh, this nice. part was really interesting. And the reason the mansion is abandoned, because it's not technically his house, it's abandoned because a bomb has dropped near the property. But it didn't go off. So oh. it's still it still might go off. Okay. And Mr. Brown says that he's usually a coward, but the bomb has given him an ability to live like a king. And I'm like, I feel like there's some kind of meaning behind that. Yeah. Like, only cowards would use a bomb in order to live like kings, you know? Like, I feel like there's some kind of like, or like, you know, you would use a bomb in order to... Uh, scare people and and use it against other people uh-huh. so that you can live a better life. I don't know if there's anything there. I just thought that was interesting. Uh, that's an interesting thing to bring up. So then the kids explore the house, and this part was really sad because they find like a nursery full of toys, and they realize that they've never had toys before. They've never really known a nursery, and they play with so, the toys, and it's really cute. You're still not 100 percent sure where these kids came from. Not not 100 where the kid where their parents okay, are. Okay, so it sounds that. like they don't have parents. I'm guessing they must be orphans. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so then they find a book. In that in that thing, a little kid's book, the land of Narumbu, Narab, Nar- uh, Nabu, boom boom, boom boom, boom whatever. Nabum-bum. It's it's some kind of dumb thing. And Paul's like, "This must be a real place." And Charles is like, "Nabum no, boom, boom." And Charles, that must be a racist thing. And Charles <laughs> says, "And Charles says, there's no real place." And I'm like, "Stop!" Just, Excuse me, he doesn't is- say that. He said, that's not real price. Why you don't worry about your boy, get <laughs> <laughs> Booty out of one. What's this got to my knob? <laughs> so Brown pitches to Mrs. Price. He's like, hey, we can go into show business together because you can actually do magic. We'll be rich. And she turns him into a rabbit to shut him up and then gets the book. <laughs> she really just uses that all the time. She, well, here's the thing is she can turn him into any animal that she wants, but she can only turn him into a rabbit because her power is limited. Uh, Probably because she doesn't have all the real words to the to magical spells. That makes so sense. she picks up the book finally. She, they finally find the book in this magical and in this big library, but they only have half of it. Oh, no. Yeah. And she says, what? where's the other half? And I'm like, hey. That's the name of the podcast. That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> Man, I love what they shouted out in those old movies in the 70s. Isn't it great? Yeah. Uh, so then they go to this place called Portobello Road. There's a whole song. There's a whole bunch of mushrooms on there and you need them all? You know, I didn't even realize it was totally named after a mushroom. Yeah. It's just where people sell a bunch of old crap. Like, it's like, okay. you want books? You want, like, food? Whatever you want. You want old food? Here you go. Here you go. Uh, so there's this whole song and uh, they're singing about how they want to get that other half of the book. And this one guy who we later learn is Swineburn. Swinburn? Shh. Mr. Swinburn. He's like a villain. Okay. Uh, he, overs- he, he overhears this and he's very creepy about it. What does he look like? He's kind of like got a long face. He's got a little mustache. He's got gray hair. Uh, and he's- Does he have bad facial hair? No, that's Mr. Bookman. Okay. No. Uh, Swineburn is Bookman's uh, like right-hand man. Okay. Okay. So then- the creep shows up after this big dance sequence where there's incredibly cringy brown face at one point. Mm. And he creeps up and he pulls a knife on them and he tells them to go to the bookman. So his name's Swineburn. He takes him to the bookman, who's this guy with big facial hair, big bushy beard. 
And uh, they're like, uh, Bookman's like, I have the other half of the book. And Price is like, I have my half of the book. And Bookman's like, I'll do anything to get that other <laughs> Bookman's half. Bookman's like, this is the other half of the book. <laughs> well, just wait. Because then they, um, they, uh, they're like, we should cooperate and put the book together. So they put the book together and they realize that the... Uh, the the spell isn't actually written in the book. It just tells them where to find the spell, oh. which is on a wizard star necklace, which will probably come into play ah, in your half of the movie. Wizard star necklace. <laughs> okay. And you might be a little confused right now. So, uh, one of them says, I assumed they'd be in your half of the manuscript. But I thought they'd be in yours. Once again, a dead end. And I'm like, boy, could I relate. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's too real. I can relate to this part. So then they realize that that book that he had. Okay, so it's a whole backstory, and I'm like, oh, this could even make a really cool movie in its own. So this wizard was going to imbue animals the power of like animation, not not hand-drawn animation, but like the ability to act like humans. And so this wizard captured a bunch of animals, put them in cages. One day the animals rioted, uh, I think killed the wizard, took his uh, special magical necklace, star necklace, and went to a island, the island of Naboomboo. Yeah, boom boom. Naboom boom. And uh, the bookman, he's like, I've looked everywhere for this island. I don't believe it actually exists. And Paul's like, I know it exists. I found it in this book right here. And the, so then bookman's like, give me that book. I want all the information. And they're like, no. And then they jump on the bed and uh, they fly away. And then, oh, wait. And then bookman and Swineburne pulls knives on them. Oh, okay. That was cool. my favorite part. So they're good people. Yeah. So that's the end of my half. Okay. So. <sighs> So then they get on the... I got to the part where they, they say, boom, boom, I want to see it. These weird people are looking at it, and they thought they were nuts. Like, we don't have time for this. Okay. And they did pull out knives, yes. and then they disappeared. And suddenly, they're Nam Boom Boom. Nam Boom Boom is 100% animated. Yay! It is not at all... I was going to say, was there any animation in your scenes? None. Really? I was very disappointed. Uh -huh, I so saw sorry. the word Kimball. I saw Milt Call. I'm like, I'm looking forward to animation. Oh, wow, this is a really short sequence then. Because really? Because literally, Nam Boom Boom is it. There's no other animation in the rest of the movie. It's just when they're in there. It was, I mean, it was expensive back then. It around was. this time. I mean, and I guess instead of like inserting animation to the real world, like Mary Poppins did, this right. is like they transported real characters into the animated completely world. Completely animated world. Yeah. So now, boom, boom, they immediately land in the water. They fall to the bottom of the ocean and they all can breathe. That's just the thing that can happen because it's magical bed. Are you really, are you really going to ask that question right now? You're going to be like, how can they breathe underwater? Listen. They're in an animated planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, no one even is shocked by this. I think that's the thing where it's like, whoa, we can breathe. I thought that'd be something that might be brought up. Right. Or anything. This but was back, what was this, the 70s? Nobody yeah. knew that you couldn't breathe underwater. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Nobody ever drowned before. So it was very recent, sudden tragedies that have struck us as a nation. A you know, we need to stand together with, you know, drowning well see some people don't actually believe in it yeah because you but, know there's there's no evidence before that people drowned so it's true they're you know, they're flat it's uh, all a hoax flat water <laughs> like you can't drown because the water goes flat in your body so it it's, gives you room for it's air. just big water trying to scare everybody exactly <laughs> oh don't drink salt water fuck you i'll drink salt water <laughs> uh let's see so they're in the bottom of the ocean, and they meet a fish who can talk. And he's like, oh, hey, what's up? Welcome Is to the Nemo. Boom. No, it's just some guy. It's, Is it Marlin? No, it's a badass one walking around with a cigar, just like oh, hanging out, talking. So he's not even swimming. No. Oh. Also, how's, I was like, how's he smoking underwater? Anyway. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Very he, controversial uh, point you're going to make. Are you saying that fire can't exist underwater? I know. It's crazy. <laughs> well, also, the funny thing is, is while they're talking, uh, Bubbles came out of the mouth like once and I'm like oh that's cool and they never happened again <laughs> they're just like fuck it this is too much work We're it's like Spongebob talk. yeah they yeah. do it once for emphasis yeah and then, and then that's all it is um but this fish is like hey welcome to the boom boom he immediately goes into like a tour guide status uh -huh. situation and they're like oh cool we want to check out the surface he's like ah oh, the surface is weird it's always greener no oh, wait what is it uh, surface is I don't Darling, know. it's better down where, where it's, it's wetter. wetter. Under the sea. Under the sea. But I don't remember any Up on the shore, they ah. work all day. Up in the sun, they slave away. Down where it's wetter. <laughs> Here it is better. <laughs> Under the sea. Oh, they just, that's they that's just keep saying that phrase over and over again. Honestly, every verse just ends Now with you that. understand how I hear song lyrics. 
I'd hear the first thing, I'm like, this is the whole song. It was Ethan's birthday the other weekend, and yeah. we sang this song for karaoke, me and you together, and you still don't know any of the lyrics to it. I think if you go back and watch that video, <laughs> you realize it's very it's evident just... I didn't realize any of the lyrics. <laughs> And I was just singing the part. Under the sea. And that part was fun. That was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yes. so under the sea, this fish is like, don't go to the service. It's, it's bad. It's, it's bad, bad up, up there. there. Just hang out down the here. Seaweed is always greener in somebody else's yeah. lake. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you think is, about going up there? That's a big mistake. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. Mrs. Price is like, hey, down here it's wetter. <laughs> No, she didn't say that at all. It's better. It's wetter down here. That is not indicative of the quality of life at all. It's just wetter. It's just wetter down here. I don't know. Everything's moist. And then Paul's like, what does this have to do with my knob? <laughs> my knob isn't anyone. <laughs> Where can a boy wet his knob around here? <laughs> 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 Whose broomstick do I have to ride to get a drink? <laughs> he's just aged he's as he's just, traveled. Yeah. He's just turned into like he's way older than his <laughs> siblings now somehow. He's like in his forties now. He's been living his life on the streets. What are the what are the limits? The side effects of the magic is every time you use the bed knob, you age like ten years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, I'll go back. I'm going to sign up for AARP, <laughs> which isn't even here in Britain, but by then it will be. Also, it gives the ability to see the future. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they go to a royal ballroom dance with disco balls while singing a song. They sing a great song about how it's great under the ocean. Oh, really? Because Mr. Brown really Is it better it. down there? He likes it a lot. <laughs> Honestly, it felt like a budget. It felt like a, the prelude to under the famous Under the Sea song. Oh, okay, okay. Like, it was very similar in a lot of things. There's like, it's quite lovely down here and all this stuff. <laughs> I have to check out this song. I didn't know it it's, was... It's all right. Basically, it's, yeah. It's not great. The I, grandma version of I mean, yeah, sea. it's like... It's like the worst Christmas song going to the best Christmas song. <laughs> like it's in the same vein, right? right but right. it's not nearly as good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Why are they so obsessed with being under the water? Just because they can breathe down there? No, it's pretty down there. They've never seen it before. Have you I ever been so. out in the water, like just hanging out, like where you could breathe? No, you can't because it's impossible. Don't say that kind of shit. There's people listening to this podcast that believe that you can breathe underwater. <laughs> You're right. You're going to confuse Excuse them. Excuse me. Well, you know what? I don't want you to listen to my podcast, <laughs> oh. our podcast at all. <laughs> I'm okay. There's there's pe- there's good people on both sides of this argument. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so um, they go to a, a dance with disco balls. I'm like, oh, man, it's the 70s. Um, oh, yeah. Even though it's like very old school dancing. So, well, it's uh, 1940s when that, this would take place. Yeah, I know. Exactly. This doesn't make sense. But anyway... Mr. Brown, Mrs. Price, dance, and they win an award for dancing. Cool. Congrats for them. Mm. And then all of a sudden, a hook appears. <gasps> a giant cartoon hook comes down and oh hooks no. the bed and starts taking all the kids on the bed away from it. And they start going up, and all the all the parents, or adults, excuse me, not parents, latch, <laughs> latch on, and they get pulled up by the sailor bear, who's very dumb. Sailor bear. He's a, he's a bear who's wearing a sailor cap, and it's very clearly a quote-unquote Disney bear. I feel like Disney bears all look the same. Oh, well, it's probably recycled animation. Totally, 100%. Yeah, it's probably like Baloo it was like, and Lil John. It was definitely Lil John. Yeah, like, yeah, It was yeah. a Lil John with a hat on. Right. I almost wanted to call him Lil John with a hat on. <laughs> Let him call him Sailor Bear. Sailor John. Sailor John. <laughs> He's very dumb. He's like, well, I could read this song here, and it says, throw any humans back. No human in. No human fish in here. Oh. And I'm like, okay. How do you get human fish? I don't know. It says no human in a big in a sign. Oh, like, human in fishing. And then little boy's like, hey, but in my book, it says in the kingdom of Nam Bam Boom, whatever this place is called, anyone can see the king if they want to. And he's like, mm, I guess that one book that you brought up out of nowhere, as opposed <laughs> to the sign that's basically hammered into the ground in the land, <laughs> overrules this sign. It's so, a good thing you've brought our constitution and yeah. they're well read on our rules. Our, our kids' culture. Con- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our constitution was written in the child's magazine. <laughs> With kid- illustrations. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, easy legibility. We're trying to that's read the actual constitution. They, no one wants to read no, that. Oh, yeah. If the amendments had been done in like children's like drawings with like little cartoons there would be no question no as question to what, what the second our fathers for. want <laughs> would all be on the same page that's right uh, <laughs> the same colorful page yep exactly <laughs> uh so let's see what we got here so i don't know what happened next um he's like all right fine they take him to the king and the king's got this penguin butler and the butler's reluctant Fucking look- penguins are always butlers and like waiters and shit oh i know look if you're probably because they look like they're wearing a 
suit. Oh yeah, I think that's the thing. Yeah. Look, if you want progressive animal politics here, other <laughs> roles, that's this right. is not the movie for you. This that's is, right. This is the seventies. This okay? shit is 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 not this allowed is, in Zootopia. Yeah, exactly. This is no Zootopia. <laughs> Zootopia is very accommodating to each animal's needs, but they can do anything they want. That's right. That's right. You There's know? no social structure. There's no social structure. Right. In here, it's like, oh, you're a penguin. A rabbit. You are you a little bunny? You can be a police officer if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not in this world. Not in this world. In this At world, all. if you're a penguin, you're a fucking uh, service animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you serve other people. You could never run a company a penguin, unless it's a service company. A penguin would be a terrible butler and or waiter because they got to like... Like waddle around <laughs> everywhere. Those drinks aren't gonna. Honestly, fall over they the don't place. flap their wings that oh, big. So how can they hold anything really? That yeah, great? they can't even hold anything. They're always cold. <laughs> well, that's good for drinks. But uh, food, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Food would be bad. That's true. Food. Yeah. It would, they'd have to rush real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's also be- only one kind of penguin. It's never like an emperor penguin or anything. No, it's always yeah. one kind. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's reluctant to take him to the king because the king is very upset. You know, the king in the, his his castle, which is the castle is just a tent. Going on about just being mad, and the penguin's like, "Okay, we got this terrible thing, mm-hmm. and he can't see you, so goodbye." Throw him back in the water, and he's like, "Mr. Brown's like, no wait, I bet I can help." He's like, "What can you help?" The king really likes soccer, like a lot, and he's really sad because due to technical difficulty, we can't have a soccer match. So he's very upset. He's like, <laughs> "Mr. Brown's like, I can fix that." I'm like, okay, so he goes and has a chat with the king, and he comes out with the king at the same time. The king is this lion. This, of course he is. Just, yeah, because you know so, that's what kings do. That's always what it lions is. Lions are kings. Lions are kings. Yeah. King of the jungle. Lion king. He's born a lion. He's become king. That's right. And yeah, and if you're over- any other animal, you are on the bottom of that food chain. I and mean, that's why it's called lion king. That's right? why it's called lion king. Yeah. Exactly. And you're he, the lion he, king. Your brother throws you off the edge and everything. Yeah, that's right. Another king. And if you're any other animal, you're only a servant to the animal. The, the lion. Hundred percent. That's what it is. Mm. You know, built-in mm. social structure based on how you're born. Yeah. That's great that Disney is, uh, you know, backing up these kinds of <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but this is the world of Nam Bam Boom. <laughs> so they can do whatever they want. Nam Boom Boom Nam Boom Boom. boom. <laughs> um, anyway, this king has a necklace around him, and it's the, it's the necklace Oh, shit. He's just holding on to it, and he's just coming out. He's like, what's up? I'm ready to play a soccer match. And here's our new ref. We lack a lot of volunteers around here, he says. Why? Uh you know what? As watching this movie, I thought they would explain it. They don't explain it. <laughs> they say we don't have a lot of volunteers. Okay. So now they start the soccer match, and it's crazy. This is a time for us to just watch animation. Animation. Let me ask you a question. Uh huh. Is it soccer or is it football? It's it's American soccer. It's British football. Okay. Because the British kids say this isn't how you play a footy game. Oh, they say that. Yes. Okay. So, but now boo boo, they call it soccer. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's fine. It's because they all have an American accent. <laughs> all these, you and know. And also probably because it was made by Americans. Uh, yeah. It was made by an American. They're like, what, what's football? They're like already drawing like actual like football. Yeah, yeah. They're they like, like Arbor. already up and everything. They're like, no, 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 no. We meant <laughs> That soccer. is not football. Oh. <laughs> football. <laughs> football. Americana. Um, so, yeah, the match happens and you got these, these visual gags of, hey, who plays the medics? The vultures. I'm like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> the vultures and the medics. And they're oh, always really cute. excited every time someone gets hurt. Right. Um, uh, they got an elephant who's a goalie who gets scared by a mouse. You get an ostrich who's playing. And then, of course, he hides his head because he sees he's, something he's an ostrich. Yeah, he's an ostrich. That's what ostriches they do. They just do that. And a hyena laughs a lot on the field. The hyenas do that. That's right. And they have a, he has a goofy laugh at one point when he gets kicked. The goofy <laughs> laugh, the Oh, like a goofy laugh. Yeah, like a goofy right, right. laugh. Right, right, right. Um, capital G, goofy. <laughs> Trademark. Anyway, during the game, uh, Mr. Brown keeps getting run over again and again, and the king always comes and brushes him off. And mm-hmm. Mr. Brown always tries to reach for the medallion and tries to steal it. <sighs> and and, uh, and he can't do it. Mr. Price sees this and is like, oh, I hope he gets it. But he can't do it. Can't she use her magic or something? Can't she turn the lion into a rabbit and it'd be easier to... That would be easier, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. Nope. So then uh, <laughs> the, the match ends when the king gets real mad and shouts about the ball who starts flying away, and he gets his point, and he wins. He's like, wow, what a good game. Such a good time. He shouts so loud, the world one happens, and everything gets blown away. That's Whatever. weird. That's weird. It's weird. Uh, it's a cartoon. I don't yeah, know. That's right. That's right. So then uh, at this time, Mr. Brown, he's like, oh, thanks, Mr. Brown, for you know doing referee stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you... Here, here, help with your jacket that you've been trampled so many times and almost died. And he's like, okay, cool. And then Mr. Brown helps him with his jacket, but while he's helping the king with his jacket, he, he steals it. Yep. Yeah. He, 
He steals it using a trick and replaces it with a whistle around his neck. Oh. So he doesn't know there's something missing. Right, all right. He can still feel the weight. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, it was nice. All right, let's get out of here. And the lion's like, lion, they all leave. And he talks to the lion, looks at the penguin, and says, hmm, you know, it was nice having them here, but I wouldn't want them living here. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. That's a weird thing to say. That's an interesting and weird thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> hmm, I wonder if that means anything. You know, it's relevant. Oh yeah, he's not a big fan of the uh, the immigrants. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. There you go, he's yeah. a bad guy. So then he's, uh, a, he's a cat, so he's gonna get lice on him. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like ice, but the- oh, okay, <laughs> all right, that's pretty good. Oh, was it? Yeah. If you have to explain the joke, yeah, if you explain the joke, it's probably not very good. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna separate the kids from the adults. Oh no, <laughs> topical. <laughs> There's no joke there. No, it isn't. It's a reality of life. Oh shit! And if you if you're upset by that joke, do something about it. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's too real. This podcast about fucking. Uh, ostriches shoving their heads in holes and <laughs> hyenas laughing with goofy laughs. Kids complaining about their bed knobs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what happened next? Uh, then the penguin's like, hey, uh, they stole your shit. He's like, <laughs> no. Fucking <I'd-> penguins. <laughs> He's like, why didn't you tell me sooner? And then oh. yells at him. And this poor penguin. That's why you can't let any humans in because they're all murderers. Bad. And they're going to steal and your shit. Yeah, they're going to steal your shit. They're terrible, terrible people. So they're about ready to get Awful. on the bed. Yeah, exactly. So they're about <laughs> ready to get, in, get on the bed uh-huh. and uh, to, to get out of here. Right. They're like, oh, look at this medallion I stole. And she's like, oh, cool. I'm a cool medallion. And Mr. Brown's like, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll keep it. Women always lose things. <sighs> does he really say that? He does say that. Uh, but you know, it makes sense considering that uh, earlier thing about him writing that stuff. That's about right. The, uh, women should be this certain way. Yeah. W- women witches, even if they're witches, they should act mm-hmm. like a lady. Spurs Brown's got a piece of shit. Anyway, yeah, so is. um, he takes it and then all of a sudden the lion's coming up and he's chasing him. He's going to get him. Mm-hmm. And then Mrs. Price is like, Oh, I should do something, shouldn't I? Something not so good. Just turns him into a fucking rabbit. Oh, he did it. She did it. Oh, good. Turned into a rabbit because the little boy's like, no, my knob is stuck in my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it the worst when your knob gets stuck? Like when you're going to the bathroom? Yeah, you, and you just can't get it you out. You just, it. oh, you're just like shredding. Knobs. <laughs> shreds, shreds that knob, shaves it down, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, they. The, the bunny runs away, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? You just turn that... He just kind of live his life like that. No, I didn't know it was temporary. It was very temporary. Yeah, I did yes. not know that. Oh, so you thought they were just going to leave him as a rabbit. just leave him as a rabbit. I'm like, no. he's going to get eaten. <laughs> that, Especially because he's the king. Yeah. But there's a lot of usurpers out there. Oh, probably. They're yeah. like, oh, well, we all listen to lions, so bye. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be born into this, and even if you get transformed out, you're not... Is there that. another lion? Like, he's going to... There's nothing. There's no other lion. It is... A, it is one of each. This is like Noah's Ark up in here. It is except one, for not Noah's Ark because there's only one of them. Yeah, it's only one. <laughs> it's only half a Noah's uh, Ark. Well, you know, they can't get them all in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know, there are a lot of different bears. Now that I think about it, there's like a bunch of bears in the audience. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I know. I get, guess get your bear representation. <laughs> I'm glad the bears are represented in the film. Yeah. <laughs> As well, a Californian, know, I'm very proud I, that the bear. Me too. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the one bear they showed was pretty dumb. So they had to put all these other bears in to be like, well, no, not all not bears, all are, bears, bears are bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some bears are great. <laughs> Some bears are just quiet in the background. <laughs> other bears are very annoying and not just <laughs> <and> dumb. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two kinds of bears. <laughs> you're either quieter or you're loud. Some bears are better either, not seen than heard. That's right. You're either seen, you're either heard, and you're a nuisance, or you're seen in the background. Oh. That's what it is. Yep. As a bear. And easier to animate. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> what happened next? Um, so they arrive back, and as soon as they arrive, Ms. Brown's like, let's get some tea. And uh, Mrs. Price is like, no. We're going to go do this thing immediately because I've been waiting to try a spell forever. I'm yeah. so excited to do it. And I'm like, why is she so, up to this. I was like, why is she so excited to do this spell? So she goes, and I don't know what the spell is. Do you know what the spell is? It is to uh, materialize or uh, animate matter or something like that. It is to bring to life inanimate objects. There you go. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah pretty close. That was pretty damn close. Yeah, you're pretty close. Yeah. So um, it's like, all right, let's do this. Mr. Brown, give me your shoes. I'm like, why the fuck does she need his shoes? <laughs> Like they go to like this shed, you know. They've seen this barn or shed area, and they do all the magic there and all this right. stuff. There's so many other things in here. You could have just used anything else. There's right? literally like there's buckets, there's pots, there's mm. uh, anything. Yeah, 
anything you could animate it. But and shoes. she's like, give me your shoes, motherfucker. Yeah. Mr. Brown. Give me <laughs> That's the what shoes. she says. <laughs> and he's like, why do you need my shoes? And he's, she's like, I need something to make this an inanimate object, don't I? Why are your shoes? And <laughs> and then the little boy just says, it makes sense, don't it? <laughs> and I'm like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But you know what? If the kid says it makes sense, the audience is like, yeah, yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense yeah, to yeah, the kid. Thanks for explaining They, it, they don't want to look stupid. Yeah, so... Yeah. They, so she tries it. She tries putting it on. Oh no, she doesn't. I'm sorry, I got too far ahead. <laughs> Mr. Brown is like, here's the here's a medallion. Oh no, I've lost it because apparently you can't take it. You can't transport it from one world to the other. It just won't last. Wait, what the fuck then? I don't know. That's just so so they don't have it. Wait, what what do you mean one world to another? Like from Naboo Boom to Earth. But Naboo Boom's on Earth. Is it? Isn't it? I guess I don't know. You don't know because it's just teleports there. So where did it go? Where on earth is there a cartoon area with a bunch of animals running around talking? Oh, okay. I guess it makes more sense that there's a bunch of cartoons walking yeah. around in another planet then. Exactly. Yeah, that's way more scientifically accurate. A 100%. <laughs> it could be another dimension. Right. Okay. When so I hear world, I think other universe, not really like actual physical world. I think like other like dimension. That's what I think anyway. So there's know. like a another cartoon dimension. Yeah. And somehow... There's a book that has the that so the book that exists in our dimension yes has the information about a star that exists in another dimension yeah man why not it's like it's like Twin it's Peaks like, up in this yeah yeah exactly. they're gonna go to the to the to Black Lodge yep. and learn all about uh, 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 the the bed knobs yep I don't know and the broomsticks <laughs> Garmin Bozzi bed knobs <laughs> on a formica table oh no <laughs> anyway so uh, where'd the thing go then so it's gone but what do you mean it's gone where'd it go it's, it's just, just gone it just disappeared like he opens up his his safety keep keeping napkin or whatever hanky and it just <laughs> shows all this dust fly out and that's it it's gone what the fuck it vaporized or something. That's so, not good. Yeah, it's not good. So she's like, oh, no, if only I could remember the words. And the little boy does, but no one wants to listen to him. She's like, I wish I could remember these I words. Mean, I don't blame and him. he's just like, I remember the words. And they're like, Klaatu, eh. Barata, Nikto. Yeah, <laughs> and he, she's reading. She's like, I wish I could figure out what it was. I wish I could figure it out. And he just comes up and says, I know the words. And everyone just says, stop bothering her. She's trying to remember. Oh, this I'm movie's like, great. And I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> this makes me so mad. Yeah. And eventually they're in a whole other scene. They're like, she's just sitting there upset, thinking about it. And they're downstairs. And or I feel like it's downstairs, but it's not downstairs. It's just in the room. Okay. In the house. Okay. And whose house is this? This is her Miss Price house. Oh, okay. Okay. She has a house in the shed. Yes. Seems like two different places. And this shed is actually the basement, but anyway. Uh, I believe it's a shed. I'm just going going off of what but later happens in the movie. Okay, that's fine. Anyway, so <laughs> he just says, no one's asked me about these woods. Everyone's trying to figure out. And they're like, yeah, shut up. And then <laughs> he just says them out loud. And then and then she's like, how did you know that? He's like, it's in my book. And there's a picture of the medallion in the magazine. So he didn't even need to go to that exactly. place. Exactly. She's like, so we didn't have to go to that. And he's like, no one ever asked me. Wah, wah, wah. Bam, 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 bam. Kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so. Jesus. Um. Now Who they go back. that book? I don't know. <laughs> Why does that book exist in our world? Exactly. So then they go and try it out again on Mr. Brown's shoes. Yeah. And they try it, and it doesn't work. No. But what does work is Mr. Brown's like, you need to sing a song. And now if you sing a song and have a little more gusto, it'll work. It's supercalifragilistic. Exactly. Because we got to fit more songs in the movie. Right, so exactly. So let's get going. So they sing a song. And the whole shoe starts working. They start dancing with the shoes. But then all of a sudden, the door opens. And a whole bunch of other outfits start coming in. Oh, like shit. Some, some trousers, a nightgown, all sorts of things just start coming in. And they start causing mischief. They start tipping over things and knocking over things. They're having a great time <laughs> doing bad stuff. Right. Eventually, this pastor guy shows up. It's like That's Roddy McDowell. Roddy McDowell shows up and is like, oh, and his hat flies into the tech gets possessed and flies into the barn. Uh -huh. He's like, oh. and then he starts like kind of walking away and all of a sudden the door opens and a nightgown comes and attacks him. Oh my God. And I'm like, that's fucking scary. <laughs> like if you're just standing there and your hat flies off and all of a sudden a nightgown just comes and attacks you, you. I'll be scarred. <laughs> like, I'd be like, there are, there are definitely Get ghosts. Get your damn nightgown off of me. I know. Damn dirty clothing. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. So I would, you know, 
that that's scary. But anyway, he doesn't say anything. <laughs> that's nightmare fuel. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't say anything. He just rides his bike away. Oh, by his, see him ever again? His hat comes back and the nightgown leaves him. Um oh, you don't see him ever again. I'm so sorry that his nightgown loved him. I know. <laughs> For another man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went back to um Mrs. Price. Oh. So it's fine. So now she has this nightgown. No, she has her nightgown. It's her nightgown originally. Oh, it was her nightgown that attacked him? Yeah. Why would her nightgown attack him? Because it's crazy. It's under a spell. Okay. Anyway, so then they eventually figure out a nullifying spell that they cast, and they just cancel all of it. But they have a fun, good time with it. Then they have a nice family moment, and you realize, hey, these people are actually like a nice family unit together. They are, They've learned you know, a lot. Uh, Mr. Brown's bakes some good food, and everyone likes it. Um, he feeds it to the cat, the leftovers. Mm-hmm. Um it's just a great time for Good. Everyone. They've all yeah. learned a lot about each other. Exactly. Yeah. Now, some lady, this is the perfect time for a lady to show up at the door and be like, hey, we found someone to take these kids away from you, Mrs. Price, if you need them, because you said you wouldn't have time for kids. Right. So, all right, I'm going to. And then she's like, well, I might want to keep them. And then they're like, yeah, we love you guys and Mr. Brown. We want to be a family here. And. He's like, whoa, that's crazy. I'm going to leave now. I'll come back in the morning. You guys discuss this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they all talk, and Mr. Price is, or Mr. Brown is like, uh, I got some important stuff to do in London. It's very hush-hush. You know, I'm very busy. I don't want to stick around, so I'm going to go now. Goodbye. And he leaves. And uh, Mrs. Price is like, well, kids, he's just going to go that way. And so <laughs> Mr. Brown... Goes to a train. I can't hold on to a band. Uh, <laughs> it's just the way it goes. She got friend zoned. Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. He did kiss her hand, though. Uh, uh, I didn't want him to end up together anyway. She's too good for him. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, he goes to the train station oh. and sleeps on the bench because the train is too is going to come in the morning and he's there too late. Oh, no. He sleeps on the bench and has all these thoughts like, oh, you're an idiot. Why'd you leave? You could have been sleeping in a nice warm bed. Just because you're scared of With those nice sort of things like this. Lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. And then he has a dream of Mrs. Price and like, um, you ever see uh, what's the late the, all the Hawaiian ladies with the fruit baskets on their heads? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Carmen Miranda. Yeah, yeah. You ever see her? Yeah, I mean, I just I just said her name, so probably you probably have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fruit baskets. <laughs> <laughs> now. Mrs. Price is coming down in a ghost form to him, dressed like, dressed like that, dancing. What is she wearing? She's singing a song. Like stuff that the... Like, like, like almost like, like showgirl type outfit. Really? Yeah. She's showing skin? Yeah. It's kind of weird. Are you serious? Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. I don't like that at all. Not like it either. Anyway. That's weird. Yeah, it's, it's it just doesn't seem to fit her character. Of course, it's because it's in it's his, his dream. It's his dream. We're a, seeing his misogynistic dream. Yeah, and he's a gross man, so yeah. uh, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but now we know what he intends to make of this woman, and uh, I do not want any part of it. Well, too bad, because he wakes up and... He's like, I want that! Yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I forgot to mention this part that uh, suddenly Ms. Spice is hanging out, and all of a sudden, Nazis invade. Yeah, like you do. I didn't know Nazis. Oh, you didn't know Nazis are going to be a part of the film. So suddenly Nazis appear, and I'm like, what is this? (laughs) Why are they here? And they come, and they take over her place, and they're like, ah, don't worry. This isn't the real invasion. This is just a practice skirmish to show the Brits that we really can invade if we want to. What the fuck? Why isn't she using her magic that she just learned? Well, here's the thing. They're like, okay, why don't we just do some magic? And she's like trying to remember it, but she can't. (sighs) She can't remember it. Ask Paul. She has a bad memory. Yeah, well, Paul doesn't know that magic. Uh, he knows. Um, anyway, she's gonna go upstairs to get the magic that she needs. But yeah. they're like, "Oh, you guys are causing too much new, new, yeah, too much of a nuisance." Uh-huh. We're gonna go take you to this old prison, aka this creepy old castle out in the middle of nowhere. I wonder if it's the same mansion that you were talking about earlier. Oh, maybe. Did the mansion have a bunch of um, medieval knights no. and things in it? Okay, something different then. Yeah. So they take her there and all the kids. Okay. And now, um. Mr. Brown wakes up and is like, oh, man, I see these Nazis. They're cutting some power lines. I'm going to go punch them. And he just punches both of them in the face. Jesus. That are cutting power lines. <laughs> and he's like, I got to go back and save her. So he goes back. This guy doesn't seem like the punching type. I know. Exactly. That's why it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. He's got it's like, very awkward. Yeah, it's very awkward. So then he breaks into Mrs. Price's place, notices a bunch of Nazis everywhere, finds this, goes to like, I'm going to go find a spell and try to cast them on something so I can get out of here. Okay. And the Nazis are banging on the door trying to get in. She, he's looking for her through her spells. And he says, 
Can't Specto women ever, Patronum. No, he says, can't women ever learn to file things properly? Oh, God damn it. I know. The, the more I, li- I learn about this guy, the less I like I know, him. and then he finds a spell for the rabbit okay. spell, and he's like, okay, he looks in the mirror, and he's like, if there's one thing you believe in, <sighs> believe in this. And then he says the lines for being a bunny into the mirror, mm. and turns himself to a bunny and runs away what? from the Nazis. So he's like a coward. Well, he's not gonna. The, the, I guess no he's not. Even, I thought no he was gonna use there. that. I was well, just gonna use that like Crazy power spell. against the Nazis. That's what I thought too. But he just used it for himself. Probably easier to cast because you only cast it one person at a time. That's like, true. There was two people there trying to get him. That's a good point. So it makes sense to leave. Yeah. So he runs away and somehow finds them in the castle. Mm-hmm. And um, somehow, yeah, I wouldn't even know they're gonna. I don't be in know. The castle. I don't know how they're gonna be there. But he finds them and they're like rabbit intuition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> intuition. And they're like, oh look, a bunny, and. His price is like, that's no bunny. That's Mr. Space Station. (laughs) (laughs) That's Mr. Brown. Yeah. It's like, Mr. Brown, if you're Mr. Brown, get off my legs. And he jumps off the legs and then he turns into a turns into a human again. And he's like, whoa, cool. All right, now we have to cast a spell to fight the Nazis. And she's like, Yeah, okay, I want to do that. Because I wish if I was better witch, or she mentioned earlier, I wish I was a better witch, I could have done something about this. Yeah. She casts a spell. The spell to bring inanimate objects to life. Right. And the way the place they cast a spell is in a museum full, full of, of knights. knights in shining armor. Yeah, she casts it, and suddenly everything comes to life. So many of them, and I'm very glad that these are under her control. And unlike the last ones, which decide to attack them, <laughs> these are like somehow oh. they're like listening to her. They're like, oh yeah, well they're British. They hate Nazis automatically. So right, right, right. They're like, oh these Nazis scum. They're, they're, well, they're the Antifa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man they just did the mood to punch some nazis yeah exactly yeah so then they uh <laughs> <laughs> that idiot tickled you didn't it, it did, yeah <laughs> anyway so they open the uh they open the front door and punch some nazis immediately right and then they suddenly like richard mount- spencer yeah exactly <laughs> suddenly they mount offensive against the nazis and she is leading the charge mm-hmm. um this is price on her broomstick it flies in and they pan out to a billion knights all on how does that look the encampment actually looks pretty good wow that's, it, i wonder it, how they did that it must be like a matte painting or something because they're lot. all moving isn't it or are they like not? a they're little bit still? so there might oh, okay. be some that's matte some that's there real. are a lot of good matte paintings in this film yeah i would say like all the animation of these ghost knights because mm-hmm. you know there's no people in them right looks pretty good like that stuff looks good all the stuff I, the, that's what i was looking forward to because it was in the opening credits so i was like i can't wait to see knights fighting Nazis. oh yeah so that is knights and they're all just there, and I'm like, this is like more than Dothraki in Game of Thrones. Like, there are <laughs> a lot of knights and a little bit of Nazis, and like, these right. Nazis are screwed. Right. So they all charge and they fight. And do you feel bad for the Nazis? No, you feel bad for them, don't no, you? No, don't. You're like, they're the underdogs here. <laughs> yeah, they kind of are fighting a losing battle. Yeah. Uh, you know. No, um, they shoot machine guns at these guys, and <laughs> the knights. Yeah, the knights. Obviously, it does nothing. It puts holes in their armor, and they're like, eh, whatever. We don't have bodies. Right. We're animate objects. So we're just going to go kill you guys. It's right. like, fight them, and all Nazis run away, and um, they have a bunch of bombs next to the shed, and while they're running away in the retreat, the Nazi general's like, oh, I'm going to blow up what you love, or whatever, while we retreat. And he blows up the shed, and no. knocks her off the broomstick somehow. No. And she's fine. And no, I know. <laughs> and she goes up. She looks at the her burned down shed, and she's like, "Well, that sucks." <laughs> and Mister Brown's like, yeah, and "All your spells are gone. Like all your things. Like what are you gonna do?" And she's like, ah. "I'm gonna be a nice housewife for you." <laughs> yeah, she says, "I'm no longer gonna be a witch. <sighs> I'm just gonna hang out." Well, she says she wants to be with the kids, really, uh, to yeah. raise the kids. She wants to be a mother. Yeah, and so she's like, ah. "You know, I realized I wouldn't be a witch when I got um, devil." A pickled dragon's heart or something like that and when you have the same reaction I have the pickles dragon's heart in the mail you're de- that's a not to be a witch. Is it poison dragon's liver? It might be poison dragon's liver. Yeah that's they it, mentioned yeah. that earlier in the film. Must be that. Maybe. Um, so that's, well, That came back so I that's, guess. Yeah there you go. So that's it. So everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. They all live a domestic life now and then Mr. Brown decides to join these old people in the war effort with all these other old people and they just they he go just, marching. He, he on. goes. They go marching off. Why are all these old people here? Do you know anything about them? Yeah, they're like their own, like they're their own private militia, basically. That makes sense. They're like personal, like people who like I'm going to stand up against the Nazis, even though I'm not being enlisted in anything. That makes sense because they're probably too old. They're just like in case. Oh, obviously, they've come and invaded. Yeah, like these weird skirmish groups. So I guess that makes sense. And right. He's like I'm going to go enlist with them. All right, bye. So he's not. He doesn't fall in love with what's her face then. No, he still lives with her. And I thought he went. Her. 
he kisses her. Well, these are just local. It's like he can just come back home. Oh, okay. I don't think I don't think he's. I didn't know they were local. I thought they. were I think like, they're local. I don't know. Okay, they, they made it seem like they're local people. Okay. Anyway, and the kids are like, "Oh man, I guess all our adventures are over." And then they're like, "No, I still have my knob." <laughs> and so there you go. That's the end of the movie. I think that every morning, I like, I still got my knob. Everything will be okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> every morning, I still got my knob. Still got my broomstick too. That's right. Oh yeah, it's good to have a knob. It's better to have a broomstick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can live without one knob. Well, you could be a, a grower, and you go. It goes from a knob to a broomstick. <laughs> there you go. That's true. <laughs> I was thinking two bed knobs, one broomstick. Oh, is that that video online that people watch yeah. and grow up at? Yeah, you know, that video's fake though. They aren't real. How broom- do you fake that? Oh, they're not real. They're, they're not real broomsticks. I see. Yeah, that's real. That's a real bed they're, knob. They're, they're made out of plastic. Oh, yeah, okay. They're not made good. out of wood. You know. Speaking of bed knobs and broomsticks, how did you like the movie? I liked it. It, it was, was a charming little it film. Was it? Besides the little weird sexist parts, yeah, um, it's still charming. Um, uh, I felt the animation <sighs> went a little bit too hard in the animation part, where mm. like that part where it was like people just you know animating and the animals doing stuff was a little long, right? Like it was refreshing. It, I mean, for me, it wasn't refreshing because I didn't see the rest of the movie. It was right. just like here's this animation. You just jumped right in there. Look at this animation. Isn't yeah, it, isn't it good? Do you like animation? Yes, I really like animation. I do. It's but it's not very interesting animation. Like it's, it's well animated. It's not like part of the plot. Basically. It's well animated, but it just it's something that they could have avoided off. too. Yeah, exactly. It was like I get that. It's like Fantasia, but not pretty. Oh yeah. So it's just like That's, stuff just happens. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But it's. It not sets a beautiful not music. Great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just fine. All right. Um, I don't know. That was kind of whatever. But like overall, it was charming. It was fun. I like the characters. I like the idea. Angela Lansbury was great in it. She's amazing and everything. Um, yeah, I think this is kind of sad that it kind of got swept under the rug. That like almost. I don't even think I really heard of this movie too much. Yeah. At all. Yeah. I was well. I remember when we were like, we should watch this. Phelan's like, I had never heard of this movie before. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, my fiance. She's like, I've never even heard of Ben Knobs of Broom Six. What is that? So it's like. You know, no. it's just one of those things that just people just don't know. I feel like that lion, though. I've seen him at a Disney Park or something. Like I've seen that King Lion. I've before. definitely seen him in things before. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like he's he's been around. Yeah. Um, how do you like it compared to uh, Mary Poppins? I because th- Mary Poppins, I think, goes a little more hard in the like being a sexist thing. Like the mom gives up her women's suffrage movement in order that's to become true. a mother. Yeah, that's bad. But yeah. Yeah, that's bad, but the songs are much better. I will say that. The song, I, I I don't like, I think I think I like one song, maybe one and a half songs. Yeah, all the songs are super forgettable. Things. Yeah. And, and, think, and the songs that do exist, are they last a little long. They do. Like the Portobello Road lasts way too long for my half. Yeah, and they're just kind of like, I don't know, they, just, they don't do anything. They're it's not there. Chim Chimney. It's not Supercalifragilistic. It's not, you know, what is it, Feeding the Birds? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not how, I don't know. I feel like the charmingness of uh, Julie Andrews, right? That's who played yeah, Julie Andrews, yeah. was a little bit in a different direction that I kind of liked more. Oh than yeah, Angela yeah. Lansbury. Even though I think Angela Lansbury has a different type, mm. she has like a more she has a character. She has a character, which makes her almost a little less interesting in some ways. Interesting, which is kind of weird because in theory she'd be more interesting. But I guess because I've, you could like understand what she's exactly doing. you mm-hmm. can understand what she's going through. Yeah. But because of that. Julie Andrews plays this character that's just kind of like above everyone else and it's just kind of fascinating to watch. I will say I've noticed in my half of the film and I read up on this a little bit, Angela Lansbury wasn't a big fan of making this movie because she said a lot of the things that she like the whole film had been storyboarded in advance. Yeah. So she wasn't able to like experiment with her character or like find the character while performing her because a lot of things had already been decided in ahead of time uh, without sense. her like input basically. Uh, and I will agree that there are moments in this film where I feel like her character just disappears. Like she kind of like how you said the kids don't do anything. Yeah, it's kind of the same way where it's like it just gets sidelined. It gets sidelined for the plot, which is not a good thing to ever happen. Yeah, and the know? plot isn't that great. It's, it's cool. I like the idea of knights fighting Nazis, but that's cool. But, in concept, but like I don't know. Yeah, the the story should be driving the plot, not the other way around. Exactly. Yeah, and I feel like the plot will sometimes just be like, all right, we got to go through this thing, or sometimes also like a it's like a song. It's like, oh, the song needs to happen. Yeah, so we gotta do this. Thing. Stop, stop acting, and now become part of the song. Now you know. And it's it's like, still an enjoyable watch, despite this kind of like meandering kind of sense like, of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just it, it's kind of an interesting take. It does remind me of like saying the two things between Narnia. And like Mary Poppins kind of met in like a weird way because oh war, yeah having the Nazis invading it is a very interesting 
interesting aspect that's not in um yeah well i mean that's the thing when i first when when i first jumped into this film it's like you know with mary poppins they're friendly kids they live in a good neighborhood they have no character there's nothing really bad happening ever there's no real threats yeah there isn't you know in this movie there are so many threats the characters have character they have like a need and a desire they don't have parents you know they've got shit to learn like you remember when we watched mary poppins we're like what's wrong with these like everyone's like oh these kids are so horrible and then you meet them and they're like normal they're fine average yeah. children there's nothing wrong no with you're them. totally right like i think yeah for this has better plot better characters Mary Poppins has better, better charms yeah. and better songs. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. I'll agree with both counts. Yeah, yeah. But um, because of songs, you can pipe those in continuously, and they That's play well true. at Disneyland. So therefore, Mary I don't think Poppins I've ever heard a song from this movie in a Disneyland park, except for one of the songs that kind of sort of sounds like "Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow." So this hangs out next to a good dinosaur in the vault. Ooh, hot take. Hot take. Yeah. No one wants to remember it. Nobody. What? What? What, what, what movie? movie? <laughs> hey Mike, how's it going? Yeah, it's going all right. Um, plug our podcast while we're just recording. Yeah, let's talk about just that. Just do some takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so everybody, if you uh, want to listen, if you like this episode, you want to listen to previous ones like our Mary Poppins episode, you can find them on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. And while you're there, please leave a five star rating and a review. We will read it on the show, no matter what it says, even if it is witchcraft that we can read and do magical things with it. Please don't make. Mike's jackets come to life. I would because I've got be a lot, lot of we'll them. Die. And, and they're yeah. big. They're all big. They will tackle you. Yeah. Uh, also, if uh, you want to uh, suggest films to us or you just want to get a hold of us, you can email us at email theotherhalfpodcast.com or you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, and yeah. That's it. That's pretty much it. You know, I got one piece of advice for everyone out there. What is it, Ethan? Suit up and punch some Nazis. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this movie taught me is that you need... To if you see a Nazi, first thing you gotta do is you gotta read a magic spell yep. so that he can bring an inanimate object to life to punch that Nazi so that you get in trouble for it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. Easy. I wonder. I wonder how like alt right people feel when they watch this. Uh, not alt right because not all right. Not all alt right people are like Nazis. But I wonder how Nazis feel when they watch a movie <laughs> like this. I mean, to be fair, a lot of media portrays Nazis as bad, so they probably feel bad. Yeah, when they see Nazis they also, in film. But they also probably just say it's propaganda. Yeah, that's probably so. true. They can't enjoy a lot of films that way. They can't enjoy this. They can't enjoy... Any Indiana Jones movie. Any the, Although they can enjoy the fourth one all they want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they can't, they Wait, can't enjoy The Sound of Music, huh? There's Nazis in... No, those are Russians. I didn't watch the fourth one. You didn't have to. Okay. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>